So we'll begin our meditation. We have about a 40-minute period uh, of silent practice, and then we do a group practice for about uh, five minutes or so, five or six minutes that I'll introduce at the end that's familiar to most of us. And is there anyone here who is either fairly new to mindfulness meditation or a little bit rusty? You can raise your hand. Okay. So I'll give some very simple instructions uh, in terms of mindfulness practice. And then, the, then we'll have about probably about half the period, maybe a little bit less, will be silent practice. And then I'll give a guided meditation, which will be um, related to the theme of the talk, you know, as we've been doing the last few weeks. So again, very simple and basic instructions uh, for mindfulness for those newer or those maybe who haven't been uh, quite so regular in practice for a while and could use a refresher. Uh, The practice uh, is typically understood to have two main phases. One is that we uh, become less distracted we stabilize our attention, which normally is quite distracted. In everyday life, we go from one thing to another. Um, We go here, we go there, and even a lot of even uh, forms of our work even encourage that. So we don't don't always have the ability just to stay and pay attention without being distracted. So the first phase of practice is typically to stabilize attention become less distracted, more able to follow whatever is happening without the mind going here, there, over the hill, (laughs) and so forth. So, and then the second phase of practice, once there is some stability, the second phase of practice typically is to look carefully at whatever is happening and to see it increasingly clearly. So that starts at a more gross level, of just noticing, oh, I was trying to be attentive to my breath and I just uh, sat there planning what I'm going to do for lunch for, for three minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, notice that, <laughs> clear seeing, <laughs> come, and then I come back to the breath, you know. Or I might notice uh, body sensations that take my attention away, or I notice sounds, or if I'm meditating at home, someone is revving up a car right outside my window, I'm sitting there in, oh, that, you know, and my mind goes to that, and I just, you know, that's okay, but I know that uh, that's what's happening, you know, I sit there saying, sound, (laughs) you know. A lot of what we do in meditation is not deeply, deeply profound. (laughs) But it's noticing what's there, you know. And then we notice uh, what's happening first on a more, what we might call a more gross level, more obvious level. And then as we stay with it, we may notice increasingly subtle aspects of our experience. As As the mind gets more quiet, we may 
uh, and that we may not be doing a lot, there might not be a lot happening, material that we might call unconscious starts to come to the surface. We start to see more subtle aspects. So we generally first stabilize attention and then we look carefully and then there's a general progression in practice, not, not linear particularly, that goes from the more gross to the more subtle. And along the way, we notice carefully, let me, let me, let me take that back, we notice uh, patterns of mind which are helpful and patterns of mind which are not so helpful and which may even be connected with suffering. Along the way, we notice our habits. So the whole aim of this is to be able to see clearly with some kindness as well, to see clearly for the purposes of increasing our freedom. And that, of course, leads to then being able to act more skillfully in the world. So that's the, that's the aim of this very simple practice of just sitting quietly and paying attention. It has, you know, uh, profound possibilities connected with it. So we first then, to stabilize, we typically focus on the breath. And so we see where the breath is easiest to follow. It might be the belly, and we can, if we're newer, we can keep the hand on the belly just to help us pay attention there. We notice the sensations of breathing, where the breath is easiest to follow. It might be the belly, might be the chest, lungs expanding and contracting might be the feelings of breath in the area of the nostrils. For some people, it's following the breath in the whole body. For some of us, the breath isn't a good focus point. Perhaps there could be a history of asthma or some way that the breath is not emotionally neutral. If that's the case, we can focus on something else that's emotionally more neutral, such as the hands touching together, the contact with the cushion or chair. Uh, For some people, uh, sound works pretty well. And in all of these, you stay at the level of sensation without as much as possible uh, helping the breath along or doing anything to the sensations. We just stay in a receptive mode. And when the mind wanders, we simply come back to the breath or to the other focus areas if we're not working with the breath. One technique which I typically teach is to have something like a three-part breath, which will help us with uh, focusing. We focus with the in-breath, and we might say very quietly in our mind, in. Then the out-breath comes, we stay at the level of sensation, but we have a very quiet comment out, which could be maybe 5% of our attention making the comment, 95% on the sensations. And then after the out-breath, there's typically a pause, and we can move our attention to our hands or to the contact with the cushion or to the whole body, And we say internally, very quietly, pause. And then we wait for the new in-breath to come. And we can say again, in. 
So we have three-part breath, and that helps because often during that pause is when the mind wanders. And this way we're occupying the attention all the time. So we say in, out, and we bring the attention to the hands maybe, just for half a second or so. Keep it there, and then we feel the in-breath starting. We shift the attention to the in-breath. So in that way, a three-part breath. Okay, so we'll stay with uh, those instructions, and then I'll come back with uh, guided practice uh, in probably 10 or 10 or 15 minutes.
Now we'll begin a guided meditation. I'll give um, a few times, give brief instructions for a short period of of, uh, practice following the instructions. First, we'll work with being attentive to sound, much as we've done some of the last times I've been here. Simply be with the listening, be with the sounds. Try to stay as much as possible on the very simple level of receiving the sounds. If you notice yourself liking or disliking the sounds or reacting in some way or conceptualizing, just notice that. And some of the sounds will be the bell and there'll be just times when you can be with whatever sounds uh, there are otherwise.
And now be with sensations in one's body. You can either just be open to whatever sensations are predominant uh, anywhere in the body, or you may want to just focus on a particular part of the body, could be the legs or the upper body, the hands touching, whatever. So just for the next few minutes, just be aware of the flow of sensations and see if you can be with them in a very simple, receptive way. Also notice if there are any times in which there's liking or disliking or some kind of reaction. And of course, notice if you get distracted and come back.
Now see if you can be open, still keeping the eyes closed, and watch the flow of whatever arises in experience. See if you can, in a sense, just sit back and watch. Sometimes there might be a sound that takes your attention, sometimes sensations, sometimes thoughts and emotions. Try, if you can, not to be taken in to the thoughts. See if you can just notice them when near the time they begin. Notice the thought arising, not to go into it, but just let it come and go. We'll just do this for about three minutes. So try to be really attentive to whatever is arising. We might just kind of watch the flow. Oh, now my attention is on sensations. Now it's on sounds. So you don't have to choose where you're attentive. We sometimes call this choiceless awareness. Just let your receptive awareness uh, be with whatever seems predominant without choosing or inclining as much as that's possible. About three minutes.
We'll do one more short practice and then come back to just being with the breath or one's primary focus for a little while. And with this next practice, the invitation will be in a moment to open the eyes. And we'll get to see uh, how vision influences experience some. The instructions will be to, when I let you know in a moment, to open the eyes and let the eyes be what we sometimes call soft eyes so that there's a sense of receptivity without deliberately focusing on any particular object. See if you can just be in a very receptive mode and let whatever phenomena you notice with the eyes, which may be more, if you're being very receptive, could be more like colors and shapes. But without, if you can, without deliberately trying to go to any one color or shape, see if you can just be in a receptive place where everything's coming in and you're not so much trying to focus. So you can open your eyes now. We'll just do this for about two minutes. See if you can open your eyes and be in a receptive way of attending. If you notice yourself, again, thinking or reacting or focusing on a particular object, just notice that and see if you can let go and come back to this as much as possible purely receptive way of being with uh, vision.
And now we'll return for the last few minutes of the silent sitting just to being with the breath or whatever your primary object is and we'll just continue in that way. In a moment, I'll ring the bell once to signify that we'll shift to our group practice. And after the bell, I'll introduce that group practice. This group. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.